Jacob. You know, we're sitting here. Horrible weather outside. Is it horrible? Yeah, I haven't stepped this outside. is the Huntington weather, I should say. Maybe the central PA weather. <laughs> uh, but we're we're together. We're laughing. We're figuring out what to do because uh, in good write that down nature. Uh, we had a plan and, and the plan didn't work out. Yeah. The plan um, fell through. The plan fell through, which is okay because creative minds can think creatively, yeah, right? adapt. We can adapt. So the idea for today in today's episode is is to actually um, fall back on months worth of uh, definitely not procrastinating content that you yeah. have been itching to tell uh, because you... You consume a lot of content. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, is that false to say? No, that that is entirely true. Uh, I actually like. I've been thinking, even regardless of you know the original plan falling through, which don't worry, it'll come back mm-hmm. uh, eventually mm-hmm. in the next month or two. Uh, but I have this list on my laptop of things that I knew I want to bring up for mm-hmm. definitely not procrastinating, but it's so big. And it's only going to get bigger yeah. as yeah. things happen. That it would be good just to get it all off of my chest. And I think it's best, um, and this is probably well known because this is how schooling works, but when you watch something or you take in something, it's best to talk about it sooner rather than later. Yeah. Because then the sort of nuances and the story of whatever it is or the cool things that you saw or read or listened to uh, kind of go away. Yeah, and so I think it's important that we catch up on this because definitely not procrastinating for you is a lot. You have a lot more things to talk about than me. <laughs> I don't know if over sixty some episodes people have realized this, but you <laughs> you embody this segment because I'm always quote unquote not procrastinating. <laughs> well, not necessarily. <laughs> you you really enjoy experiencing and consuming variety of different content. Yeah. Like that's something you really do. You really like doing. Whereas I don't necessarily watch as many movies as you. I don't, I probably don't, I'm probably dumb. I probably don't, <laughs> I, don't I wouldn't say I don't read as much as you, but we definitely have different categories of what we like to oh, do. Oh, I'd say you read much more than me. But but not necessarily that would be, that would fit in with this podcast. It's almost every definitely not procrastinating that I come in with something so wildly different than you, which is what <laughs> makes it great because yeah. we're two different people. Um, but I think I think so. The way today is going to work is that we're just going to kind of go through that list. I'm gonna. I have a couple of things that I've I've done, but it's mostly going to be you. And I'm hoping to sort of build out a conversation around the stuff you're watching, and maybe see parallels between the things you're watching, and perhaps we'll we'll talk into you know we'll talk about how those things influence the work that you're doing now, if they do at all, or if it's just sort of I'm done with work, I need to take a breather. This is what's on. Let's watch it, right? And so yeah. that, that that's sort of the idea today is to get through some of that list. And hopefully some folks who are listening to the show will listen to, to Jacob's quick review. You know, that could even be the title, Jacob's yeah. quick review, uh, <laughs> or something like that. But uh, and, and then perhaps watch or, or consume some of that content. Because yeah. I know that's your goal, right? Yeah, and I, I don't think we've heard anyone reach out to us and say, hey, I heard you talk about this on Write That Down. Right. We're definitely not procrastinating and I checked it out. Which I would love to to hear about if that has happened, uh, and so hopefully this isn't just you know rattling off a bunch of different things for no purpose. Hopefully I can actually you know talk about what I've been watching or listening to or whatever, and you know maybe it'll inspire you to check it out if it sounds yeah. like something that 
that vibes with you because it's not it's not all just stuff that came out since we went on break in Uh like october it's been a mix of new stuff but also just some old stuff that i had never right uh seen or done before or whatever yeah so well so my goal for this is to so that it isn't just you talking about a list i will come in with a perspective of i haven't seen this because i probably haven't and if i have then we can have a quick conversation about it and my what i thought of it but it's more likely than not that that i haven't seen any of this stuff and so hopefully in this conversation i can come in with the perspective of okay so why did you watch it what what you know was it worth it? Yeah. Because that's always, for me, that's what content is. Is this worth me spending time to watch? Because a lot of this stuff is probably fairly long, right? Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe we can just jump into it and yeah, and go from there. We've got a couple other things. If you stay tuned to the end of the, the episode, we've got some really important stuff that we want to share. A pretty cool, yes. cool thing coming up. And, and I'll let Jacob explain it, but I'll probably have to say the name of it later. Uh, yes. Because that'll be, it's really exciting. We're really excited for yeah, it. But it's, uh, it's definitely something that you do want to, to hear about because it'll be more of a way for you to be engaged. If you want to for be the engaged. next episode. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. We're, that's what we're looking for. Engagement yeah. and not necessarily like write to us and say, oh, yeah, we love your stuff. Um, that's not what we're looking for. We, yeah. we want this to be, well, I will preface it a little bit, sort of like. Some sort of special uh, club, a, a, VIP, a, a VIP, write that down experience. Yeah, where where yeah, we'll get into it yeah, actually. Let's we'll wait there. a little bit because yeah. I'm getting excited. But uh, let's jump into the definitely not procrastinating. This is a special episode featuring Jacob Novak <laughs> uh, and the, the stuff first that he's watching show. for some other show. Um, <laughs> so Jacob, you have the list in front of you. I don't think it's organized in any sort of way. So why don't you just give us something that you wished you could have talked about? Five months ago when we went yeah. on break. Yeah, I'm wondering where to start in this list. I'll, I'll start at the bottom, I guess. Because, uh, yeah, it really was just me rattling off, going back to my letterboxed account and seeing yeah. what I had logged and stuff. Yeah. Uh, one thing that took me by surprise, this is just great fun. Have you heard of Murderville, the Netflix show? No. So, first of all, I know I hope I don't do this too often in your list, <laughs> but... When when you're maybe it's an algorithm thing, but I don't see nearly half the stuff that you talk about in my like suggesteds or anything like that. And that yeah. was, how much searching do I have to do? Or are you stumbling across this stuff? Well, I think I I don't even think I saw this on the Netflix page. I had heard about it uh, back because it came out last February, I think, or something like that. Uh, the first season. Um, but I had just seen a trailer of it on Twitter or something. Uh-huh. Cause, so basically, Murderville is a show uh, starring Will Arnett. Uh, and it's each episode. I think the first season is five episodes. so And they're short, so okay. it's pretty easy to get through. But it's Will Arnett and his like, as a detective. Uh, and they're, each episode is solving a new mystery. And mm-hmm. there's like the cast of the characters in the police department or whatever. Uh, but the the... Uh, shtick of it is that each episode has a new guest star who oh. uh, that they bring in and they have not looked at the script so it's basically like them improvising the whole time oh. uh, so like they uh, one episode was uh, Marshawn Lynch uh, one episode was Conan O'Brien is it comedic yeah it's is very funny it's yeah okay. it's 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 yeah just uh, Will Arnett basically just getting these celebrity guest stars to just make fools of themselves uh-huh. uh, for this. Basically. Is there a laugh track on it? There is not. Okay. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> thankfully, uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's really funny. But one of the the 
big things about it, and the season for this has passed, uh, but I think it's still worth watching, is they did a Christmas special Okay, uh, that came out. And so the Christmas special uh, was they brought in uh, Jason Bateman and Raya, Maya Rudolph, and mm-hmm. it's just like an hour-long thing about trying to solve who killed Santa. Uh, and it's some of the hardest I've laughed in a long time really? is, is just watching that stuff. That sounds fascinating. Yeah. So, uh, Murderville, there's, I don't have too much to add on top of that, but it's just a lot of fun. But that's a neat concept though. Yeah. Like to have the idea of we're going to script out this whole show, but then have someone who's well known come in and like not know anything about it. I wonder yeah. how much they actually do send him like this. This yeah. is sort of the prompt. Like, yeah. I don't know. How do you prepare for that? Right? Especially yeah. as like Marshawn, like a football player. Yeah. Like, what? He, he, he was fantastic. <laughs> bet, he was so funny. I bet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that is interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's Murderville. Do you, by chance, and probably not off the top of your head, but do you know who the, the director is or who came up with that idea? Uh, I don't know. I actually, I think it was a British show that oh, they adapted. Okay. They adapted. Um, I don't know if it's like the same idea of like the police detective or anything sure. but uh, just the idea of bringing in a guest star yeah. who doesn't know what's going on okay can you tell like if you didn't know that that was the whole concept of the show could you tell that that was that they happening? didn't know what yeah. was happening yeah i think could so you? okay yeah okay uh especially in the christmas special they they do the thing actually no it's in every episode they lead into it okay so they really embody it that's yeah that it's like they don't know what they're getting themselves into and stuff like that yeah interesting yeah okay um but yeah okay so that's that uh another netflix thing uh glass onion uh, I saw you tweet about that or something. Did uh, you? I don't know if I tweeted about it. I might have. Uh, it's the so. Have you, did you see Knives Out? No. 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 Oh my gosh! Of I, I haven't seen anything on this list. Probably. Uh, so Knives Out was a murder mystery thing directed written directed by Ryan Johnson, who did Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi, which is the best Star Wars movie. Don't at I, me. I did watch that. Um, and. Uh, uh yeah and glass onion is the sequel uh and it was just very good it came out out. yeah it's the sequel to knives out it's basically like since knives out it's daniel craig as this like southern uh private detective who just you know is supposed to be like the world's most famous detective and he's Mm -hmm. just you know solving these elaborate crimes and stuff as uh his the character's name is benoit blanc uh and uh sounds like it's very like a wine Make yeah. some grapes. <laughs> well, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Glass Onion is great. I, that's probably the thing that most, if you're listening to this, I feel like of anything on this list, you've probably seen Glass Onion. Maybe. I mean, uh, is it on Netflix? Yeah, it's Netflix. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's, a movie, it's a movie? It's a movie, yeah. Sorry. Knives Out was not Netflix, but uh, uh, Glass Onion was a Netflix original. Okay. Because they, they struck a deal. Oh. Um, so... Yeah, Glass Onion. That's a good one. Okay. Uh, okay. The Banshees of Inna Sharon. Oh, uh, Jacob. Yeah, no, no I, I knew that you. I know Sam Worley ha, uh, has seen it. We has talked he? about it a little okay. bit. Um, so this is uh, on HBO now. Uh, so you should be able Do to see it on HBO. Do you pay for HBO? Uh, I mooch off of my brother's oh, HBO. See, HBO is something that, like, I know there's good stuff on it, but yeah. I just, I can't. I can't pay for it. Well, I, I thought you said you said to me earlier. Winter we started watching the. Was last that the same us. as HBO Max? Yes. Okay, so I think yeah. we, we we do a little. Okay. Yeah, because because if Winter started watching the Last of Us, then yeah, 
That's how that happens. That's on HBO Max. Okay. Um, Maybe I'll have to look into some of that. But anyways, yeah. let's go back to this really obscure thing that you're going to talk uh, about. Well, so uh, also, which we might get into later, is the Oscar nominees came out. Uh, and the Banshees of Sharon is one that got a lot of nominations. Uh, nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Colin Farrell got Best Actor nomination, Brendan Gleeson got Best Supporting Actor, all these things. Mm-hmm. So the Banshees of Sharon, written and directed by Martin McDonough, uh, who did one of my, uh, I haven't seen it in a while, but I, I loved it when I saw it in Bruges. Uh, and so The Banshees of Sharon is a, uh, like an Irish movie, okay. uh, sets in, on like this fictional, uh, island off the coast of Ireland. Um, and it's just like a, a comedy drama, uh, but it's a pretty dark comedy, uh, of basically it's a story about a breakup. It's this friend, uh, who tells his other friend that he doesn't want anything to do with him anymore uh, and they're not going to be friends anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just in this small town, I, probably in like the early 1900s is when it's set or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's it's beautifully shot and acted and done. Uh, it might be my pick. My personal pick for best picture, I'm still figuring that out. Uh, We can get into, because there are other best picture nominees that I'll talk about. But uh, it's definitely, I think I had it in my top five of the year on Letterboxd. Um, So yeah, The Banshees of Inisherin is is a really good one. Can you spell that last word? Uh, It is I-N-I-S-H-E-R-I-N. Okay. Um, Yeah. Huh. So. Cool. That's a good one. That sounds Uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and of course, it's Irish, so Irish ex- accents and stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see Sam Worley, you know, pick up those <laughs> pick accents up, yeah. and, and do them <laughs> and quote the movie. Um, and then uh, the next one. So I can't remember if I talked about this on Definitely Not Procrastinating before, because uh, I had watched this originally in like April, uh, but I watched it again. So I had talked about on a previous episode. The Criterion Collection uh, yeah, you've that definitely I've been about that, yeah. uh, going through and watching and starting to collect Blu-rays. Uh, I think I, I did the cough nerd thing when I heard that. Oh, probably, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and actually, if you'll bear with me. Okay. Uh, oh, my goodness. unwittingly oh my sitting right goodness. by it the whole time. Oh actually, I'll grab a couple. Because there are a couple of these on here on this list. The Criterion Collection. Okay, here uh, we go. Just uh, real briefly, since I already talked about it. Just a way where you can... Uh, it's the best quality way to watch most movies, but they also add in a bunch of special features and commentaries and like different essays packed in uh, physically into each case. Do you, read that? Do, you, do you read that stuff? I actually do, yeah. Do, okay. I, I haven't read all of them yet, but I'm since I, I plan on watching like once i watch the movie again i'll go back and watch all the special features and read this stuff Mm -hmm. um but uh i so the worst person in the world is a movie it's a norwegian movie i thought we were gonna get really political there for a second (laughs) the Uh, the worst person in the world uh yeah let me just double check on the nationality here i believe it's norwegian um it is yeah uh so uh, it is uh, a like a romantic comedy drama thing uh, that I watched in April because uh, it was on Hulu and I think it still is on Hulu uh, and that's probably an easy way to watch it. Uh, and I was like, yeah, that was really good. Uh, but I it didn't really uh, 
super click with me at first, but then uh, I got the uh, Criterion Collection Blu-ray of it on mm-hmm. sale uh, and watched it again with Harry. And I was like, man, I don't know what I was on. This is so good. Yeah. Uh, like I gave it four stars initially, but then I upped it to four and a half and I, I could consider giving it five on Letterboxd. Um, and uh, yeah, so I have my Blu-ray Criterion with the cool artwork on the cover. Yeah, I was going to say, that's kind of funky. Yeah, uh, and it has, you know, it comes packed with the disc that has all the special features. And, then and do you have something to, has to watch essays. it with? Yeah, I watch it on my PS5. Because a lot of folks no longer have yeah. things like Blu-ray. And... Yeah, I, I if you have like a PS4 or PS5. With a that's, disc, that's, yeah. uh That's how I do it. Um, but uh, yeah, so The Worst Person in the World is, is just a, a fascinating... Just look at uh, something that I also struggle with, but it's just so like uh, someone who is struggling to figure out what they want to do yeah. as they just figure out what they don't want and stuff. Oh, and okay. especially in the lens of like her relationships with uh, her family or boyfriend and meeting new people and stuff like uh-huh. that. So, um, uh yeah i love the worst person in the world uh and i think it's definitely worth uh watching also a couple trippy sequences uh that are fascinating um but uh yeah that's definitely one okay i forget if i had brought it up on a on a different definitely not procrastinating but i'm gonna recommend it even higher i usually sort of zone out (laughs) i know (laughs) so okay so so to take a quick little little break yeah. Um, do you, uh, in in ranking this stuff, do you look at previous people's um, reviews and critiques and feedback? Are you looking at at like Rotten Tomatoes and stuff like that? Like, how much trust do you put in? Yeah. In those, and do you think Rotten Tomatoes is a, is a something worthwhile <laughs> to look at? Uh, I'm just curious because they I, they have a, a, a lot of reviews. Right? Yeah, I do look at Rotten Tomatoes. I like. I don't think it's something that you should put your whole stock into because uh, you know it's not saying that if something has a 95 percent on rotten tomatoes that doesn't mean that uh everybody gave it like an a plus or something it just means that it was like at least a 6.5 or above or something like okay. that it just means that 95 percent of reviewers were at least somewhat positive uh about it interesting um, okay yeah okay. so uh, I think it is, you know, it's a good way just to kind of gauge the general perception about it. Um, but uh, I do, when I'm on Letterbox, sometimes I will look at other people's reviews. And I try to not let it affect uh, my rating of movies. As in, like, I see someone else gave it a four, so I'm going to give it a four, even sure. though I was leaning okay. three and a half. Yeah. Uh, but I do, like, if I read a review, sometimes there are movies where I'm not too sure what i'm gonna rate it on letterbox so i'll either read someone's review or i'll see if someone's like published a video essay about it uh and just see if you know they can help me figure out my own thoughts and you know hone in how i feel about it and that way i might be influenced but it's really just a mechanism for me to find out what's going on in my own head okay um but yeah well i bring that up because i saw on twitter maybe a week or two ago uh with Rotten Tomatoes, they showed 
a picture. They were telling us about the differences between um, Avatar, the newest one, and yeah. and 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 uh, Puss in Boots. Oh yeah, and they were showing the 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 scores of Puss in Boots. Yeah. Uh, Which is as, apparently <laughs> really good. A, a masterpiece yeah. uh, versus, you know, Avatar, which, you know, took 10 years to create from the, not necessarily create, yeah. but from the first one to the second one. And yeah. so you're looking at like this, you know, multi, multi-million dollar like production. And then, and then I'm sure Puss in Boots cost a lot of money to make, but yeah. I imagine. But some, not nearly <laughs> as much. And yeah. I just, I just, that cracked me up and I wondered the validity of something like Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I, th- I think it's perfectly fine to, you know, look at it to get a sense of maybe if it's something that you want to check out. But yeah. I, th- I think as as a society, <laughs> uh, we pay too much attention to that stuff. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, with everything, not just Including myself. Movies, I, but... I, I, I sometimes get lost in it, too. Yeah. Um, I honestly yeah. care, could care less. If, so, if a friend says this is a good movie... No, this is outside of you. Because yeah, I was going to say. If other friends... <laughs> Uh, who don't have the same, you know, critiquing style as you, uh, or or um, view towards media as you? They say this is good. It probably means that there's a lot of like action, and mm. probably subpar acting, but like <laughs> thrillerish. Sure. Yeah. And so most people kind of like that stuff. Yeah. Uh, right. And so, I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess while I have these uh, Criterion discs out, I should just move to these on the Are they list. expensive? Uh, so I think the retail price when they come out is like $40. But on Amazon, you can get them anywhere from 20 to 25 which I think is not bad at all. So the people who came up with this, are they just making money? Probably not. You don't think they are? I, 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 you don't think they're just taking these movies and then adding them to a collection and then reselling them? Well, because I, I think that uh, they might be struggling because not many people are into collecting physical media anymore. Mm. Um, there, there are dozens of us. Well, especially if they uh, already have it or something. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, I think especially because, you know, not all these movies are, you know, big uh, commercial successes like I imagine most the wor- of them aren't. a Norwegian movie called The Worst Person in the yeah. World that's not flying off the shelves. Sure. It's really about the uh, prestige is a super uh, like pretentious way to put it, but I can't think of a better words, so I'm going to use it. It's the prestige of being considered one of the best or good enough to be part of the Criterion Collection. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, sometimes they add super popular stuff. Sometimes they add movies that are really good, but maybe you haven't heard of sure. and things okay. like that. So that there is a way to get like a Blu-ray version of it mm-hmm. or a way to actually watch it. Okay. Um, so uh, there is some controversy uh, for some people, not me. Uh, they added Wally to the collection uh, this past November, and I think it caused a stir of people being like, "You're diluting what it means to be part of." It's like, no, Wally's a really Is good there movie. A committee for this? I don't know. I don't know. That's wild. Uh, Wally has to be in here. Uh, no, it doesn't represent what we're trying yeah. to do. Oh my! Well, I think the the latter of those are probably just the Twitter people who hate anything that more than 10 people watch well if you use a um, word like prestigious or yeah. prestige and then you yeah. add wally into that it's i can understand why there might be like 
This yeah. isn't uh, if we're going back to our wine thing. This is like this is boxed wine versus yeah, like like ugh, Disney. Yeah, like right, yeah, right, that's right, that's right, basically right. exactly okay. what they sounded like. Was okay. you're like you're letting Disney in here? It's like yeah. it's a good movie. As long as you don't turn that's into that person, Jacob. Yeah, okay. no, never. Okay. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so worst person, worst person in the world. Uh, next one. Uh, actually, another movie that I watched and liked, but then watched it again when I got the Criterion, I was like, this is so good, mm-hmm. uh, is Punch Drunk Love. Uh, and you see Adam Sandler, I'm showing okay, yeah, on the cover. Uh, this is one of his very few like kind of dramatic roles. Mm. Um, is he good at it? Uh, yeah, he's good. He's really good in this. Uh, so it's, a, it's another like comedy, drama, romantic movie. Uh, and it's actually... Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, who I probably talked about at some point, yeah. is like my favorite director, writer right now, or one of them. Uh, this came out in 2003 or something like that. Uh, and it's his shortest movie. I think it's like 90 minutes. Um, and it's just him wanting to do a short rom-com, uh, but still make it in his style and, and not as you know simple or cliche as maybe other rom-coms okay. might be. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, and Harry also liked it as well. Oh, it's right here. 2002, um, is when it came out. Uh, yeah. So Adam Sandler, Emily Watson, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is in it. He's in most of P.T. Anderson's movies. Um, but, uh, yeah. So Punch Drunk Love is another really good one that I got the disc for, uh, and really liked on second watch. Uh, now this one, uh, this is the last criterion on this list, I believe. Um, this is unique because I had not seen these movies, uh, before getting this disc. I just saw that it was on sale, uh, on through Twitter and I saw it was on sale on the criterion site and I was like, well, I've always wanted to run to watch these, but I never have. And so I was like, you know what? I'm doing it. I'm buying them. And it's the Before Trilogy hmm. uh, by Richard, Richard Linklater, who's done a lot of like coming of age or uh, romantic movies. Boyhood, I think he did, uh, which might be his most popular one. Um, lots of stuff. But the Before Trilogy consists of uh, Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, and Before Midnight, uh, which are all uh, from different years, uh, like pretty far apart. I mean, so the first one was 95. The second one was 2004. And the third one was 2013. Wow. Uh, and so it's not something... It, they're basically romantic dramas. Mm-hmm. And they're not what you would net normally consider of like, this needs a trilogy. Okay. Uh, but they are so well done. Uh, like, they are a true romance movies. And uh, maybe you like that, maybe you don't. But it just... It's hard to walk away from these not feeling that feeling of like just hopefulness sure uh and just getting invested in these characters and how they'll move forward in in their lives uh for the sake of conversation just the the first one before sunrise uh the concept is that it's these two characters uh ethan hawk and julie delpy i believe is uh her name uh, they like meet on a train. It's an American and a French woman. Uh, they meet on a train. Uh, the guy, Ethan Hawke is like getting off in, uh, Italy somewhere or something. Mm-hmm. I forget where it is. Uh, but, uh, he, he's getting off the train and he's like, Hey, I think we've hit it off really well. 
what if you just like get off with me and then get on the train tomorrow and we just spend the day together oh. uh and it's just like it's all pretty continuous yeah uh like it's just over the course of that day uh and just some really interesting you know philosophical conversations with mm-hmm. this person that you like haven't met before and uh just how that relationship evolves and uh then each uh movie after that is set however many years after the the initial movie came out okay so it's you know a look at where they are now and uh you know where they are 10 years later and Mm. stuff like that so uh yeah it's definitely i'm not sure if these movies are on anything but if you like see it at a library you you should pick it up or something um they're really good well Um, my only comment is oh the luxury of quality cheap public transportation sure yeah yeah um yeah so so that's a good one um do i still have you does that all make sense you know does what? that sound good is, yeah, am i sure. am i making a case you are making a case am i gonna watch these mm, yes <laughs> only if i'm watching it with you mm. mostly because i don't know where to find this stuff I'm telling you. And it doesn't show... Well, here's the thing. I go to watch it. I go to watch something, and if it's not showing up on my suggested, and I don't know what it's called, there's a very small chance I'm going to be able to find it. Yeah. Right? But Mm. this actually sounds interesting. A trilogy... And these weren't books. No. Yeah. Yeah. So to base it every, what, 10 years or so. Yeah. uh, Just like checking in with... Checking in. These characters that you somehow got invested in. And they're the same characters throughout. Yes. Yeah. And different actors in each movie, I would imagine. No, it's no. it's the same. It's the same actors. So yeah. do they, these actors so they're, age? They're aging with real it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. See that. Was the goal to do that? I don't. I don't know. I think that they made the first one, but then it was just like then. I think it was Richard Linklater, the writer director, and the two actors uh, who were just like, yeah, let's 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 do this again. And I think in the the second and third movies, the two actors have writing credits. Oh. Because they like helped and pull it together, and they drew from their own experiences and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it is. It's pretty interesting. Um, this I actually haven't gone back to watch the uh, special features since I watched these initially. So I'm very hmm. excited to do that. Um, but uh, yeah, okay. uh, I also think I forgot to mention. I'm pretty sure Punch Drunk Love is on Hulu as well. Oh yeah. Um, yeah okay. So. Uh, that's also worth it. Okay. Um, all right. So I will try to just rattle through a few of these. All right. I'll, uh, I'll try not to chi- chime in as much. Uh, well, feel good. free to if something sticks out. Okay. But uh, these are ones that I don't necessarily have a ton to say about, but we're still cool. Um, there's a podcast. I think I've talked about Script Notes before, yep, which definitely. is a screenwriting podcast that I listen to. Actually, yeah, I mentioned it mm-hmm. last week because the, uh, the creator, writer of The Last of Us show is one of the hosts okay. of that podcast. Uh, but another one I found from a couple screenwriters is called The Screenwriting Life. Uh, it's just one I've been listening to. I've, I went back to the beginning and I've been gradually catching up. Uh, and it's interesting because it's it's different enough from the Script Notes podcast. Uh, and it helps a lot with the motivation and, and finding ways to, you know, battle uh like fatigue and your own self-doubt and stuff uh-huh. like that so the screenwriting screenwriting life is just a nice podcast that i've been slowly working my way through 
because of my uh, my journey to watch a lot of these Criterion movies uh, and my own uh, weird brain need to rank movies, mm-hmm. uh, is I rewatched all of Wes Anderson's movies oh. uh, and ranked them. Yeah, so uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, which was my number one, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Royal Tenenbaums. There are a few that I hadn't seen before, including Royal Tenenbaums. I just watched all of them. Uh, and what a cool guy who just makes these movies that have such a unique vibe Isle of that dogs? they just well, Isle of Dogs okay. as well he did yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think all of his movies are on the Criterion Collection except for Isle of Dogs and French Dispatch just because they're still they're they they're still not that old okay. um, not that you have to be an old movie to get in but there's there's still time for yeah. those to get in and I'm sure they will. Um, so yeah, that was fun. I did my rankings on Letterboxd, and you can find that on letterboxd.com slash Jacob Yesback. Um, I finally watched The Batman, uh, which was really good. Uh, it's a long movie. I think I've watched that too. Did you? Yeah, because yeah, it came out in like March yeah. or something. Um, it's just it's such a... It's my favorite vibe of, of a Batman movie. Of yeah. Being like the noir detective thing. Yeah. Which is when i'm not a huge batman fan in the first place but like of watching all those movies that's the vibe that i like stylistically that is yeah there's there's a cool style to it that (laughs) isn't just you know superhero movie Um, and i think and i'll chime in here quick i think that and maybe i'm wrong but in my mind i think that and the and the joker movie have similar characteristics is that true yeah i could see that because they are super they're like pseudo superhero movies, right? But they're not Marvel. They're not like yeah. They're not focused on yes. like the action set pieces, right? And right, stuff like, like the that. sci-fi stuff. Yeah, I think there's a lot more story and individual like characteristics that you see yeah. coming out. It's much more of a like trying to be just a grounded detective story than yes. focusing yes. on the fact that he's in a cave. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, so the Batman was really good. Um, let's go up to, uh, I went to New York City for the first time in December. Uh, I visited a good friend, Fisher Stroud, formerly on the Mm, pod. Uh, and it was my first time being in the big city, the big city, the big apple. Yeah. Uh, and that was cool. I got to see, you know, the nerdy thing for me, like, oh, let's go see the Rockefeller Plaza and the big tree. It's like, no, I want to see the like the 30 rock nbc studios sure. sign that's in the snl intro yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that uh once the nintendo store which is Did pretty you? cool yeah so that was cool uh and then uh two other uh well let's do this one other quick one and the uh, the last few uh i might have a little bit more to say uh cha-cha real smooth is a movie on apple uh hmm. that came out in like june and i watched it on a whim uh, and I actually really liked it. Uh, it's it's called Cha Cha Real Smooth. Yes, as in the song, because it's about a guy uh, who uh, just graduated from college and then he uh, decides to become like a DJ, like party starter for like bar and bat mitzvahs and ah, stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then it's like a kind of a rom com drama thing of like he meets uh someone like a, a single parent uh-huh. at one of these and uh it's just it's it's a really sweet movie and uh uh very very cool and unique i'm looking forward to seeing what that guy does because the writer director is also the star of it oh, um that's interesting so i'm interested to see where he goes next i forget his name uh but uh yeah so that's on apple 
Um, I, I just on the side with that writer director, wasn't there a word for that when you write direct and then? Uh, there's like auteur, okay, uh, yeah. which is like when you have your hands in like everything. Everything. Basically. So my what, question is with this is, uh, if he's acting, do you think it takes him multiple takes to get what he wants? Like you would think yeah, so, but, that you're but like, then, like way more. He, do you think he's like when he's done with the scene or done with the specific thing they're shooting? Does he go back and go, "Oh no, that's not that's not what I want for yeah. himself." Like he has to do inter- like yeah. look at his. That's what I would do. That, uh, isn't that yeah. like that's interesting? There's, yeah, there's got to like, be. He's got to be like, mm, no, I have to do this. The director says, that, "Oh wait, I'm the director." Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So I always wonder if you have like your confidant that you have is like. Like you're directing everything except you have someone else to direct you. <laughs> yeah, example, yeah, yeah, something yeah, like yeah. That. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Um, okay. Last few on my list. Uh, such a short list. This right? would have taken us months to get through. I know. And it's, yeah, because, you know, I'm glad that I'm going to have time to actually talk about yeah. current stuff. Yeah. Um, so this is a happy accident that this happened. Uh, my one game on this list, God of War Ragnarok. Um, huh. so really? the sequel to the 2018 God of War game, which is one of the best games ever now, made. Now, was that game, f- I remember God of War games being on the handheld devices. Uh, there are a couple on like the PSP, PSP. and stuff. It was primarily PS2 and uh, PS3. Okay. Uh, and they're like, those games have a specific like action vibe sure. where it's just like, oh, blood and yeah, fighting yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. and anger and stuff like that. that. Yeah. Uh, but the 2018 God of War game really like it wasn't a reboot. It took it. Uh, so those original God of War games were based in like the Greek pantheon. Yes. Uh, and so he's like fighting Ares and yeah. Zeus and whoever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, they took it like 10 years later and uh, the 2018 God of War game on the PS4, uh, he basically has moved to uh, like the Norse pantheon okay, uh, and is like trying to live a calm, quiet life Mm. uh, away from his past mistakes that kind of traumatize him. Yeah. Uh, But yeah. And so then like that 2018 game is like a 10 out of 10 masterpiece. Is it? And I think so is this uh, sequel. I still don't know which one I prefer. Okay. Um, And you played both of them through. Yes. Yeah. And I had never played any of the older ones. This was my Does this newer one have like, I don't know what they're called, but like sort of the cinematic cuts, cut scenes and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. actually, both of these games are unique where uh, they actually are basically all one take. So uh, uh, like it seamlessly goes into cut scenes and, okay. and cinematic. Do you prefer that like in that. games? Do you think that helps tell the story of the games? Or is uh, it- I think it depends because I like, I don't have a problem with, you know, cutting to a different angle, but sure. I think for this uh, case specifically, I think it just makes a lot of sense and is is really cool in just technologically how they're able to pull that off in a in a video game is this a first person um, game it's a third it, person third person okay. yeah um but uh yeah just some you know a fantastic story of just a father and a son just trying to you know f- fight this last battle so that they can finally move on with their lives but the son is also battling with you know what he's destined to be and yeah, stuff like that yeah um among like fighting Norse gods like you know Thor or yeah, Odin yeah. and and whoever, um, so 
Yeah, it's it's a it's really good. God of War Ragnarok. Hmm. Uh, it's on PS4 and PS5. Okay. Um, I definitely recommend both of the the God of War Ragnarok and God of War 2018. Uh, like I said, I hadn't played any of the previous ones before that, so I think you can just jump right into yeah. those. Or there's you know plenty of like the five minute recap sure. videos. Everything these, you need to know. These are all campaign based video. Yes. Video yeah. Games. Yeah. It's all story based. Okay. Um, so yeah, God of War Ragnarok definitely recommend. Uh, and then last three, uh, and maybe I should have waited for Banshees of Into Sharon with these. I figured I'd save these last three because these are also all best picture, okay. lots of nominations for, for these this guys. Year. For this year, yeah. Okay. Um, one, Everything Everywhere All at Once, I finally okay. watched. Uh, that's probably, it's gotten super popular. Have, uh, I, think I'm, I think that's on my list to watch. Yeah, it's, uh, I definitely recommend it, uh, obviously, or else I wouldn't be talking about it. Uh, but uh, I actually don't know if it's on anything. It's kind of interesting uh, that it's hasn't really found like a streaming home yet. Okay. Um, it looks like it's on Paramount Plus and Showtime, so if you have those, go for it. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's the... You know, public advertising part of it is it's like a multiversal jumping between alternate realities and stuff like that. But really, it's also just this uh, mom who uh, has like lost touch with her daughter uh, and her husband. Uh, and it's just I, I, I don't want to say too much with, uh, without giving it away, but it's just a, a super touching story about family through the lens of like jumping between universes is this stuff like that. is this like a jumping between universes like a um like an actual universe or is it kind of interstellary or or inceptiony uh i actually haven't seen interstellar yet okay uh, it's kind of it's not like uh like there's the the doctor strange movie that came out yeah, this year like yeah, that yeah, the whole yeah, thing yeah. is that it's multiversal and stuff like that it's definitely not like that it's more uh like you're usually staying in uh your in the main universe quote unquote uh but then you're getting glimpses and different things from other universes are coming in and stuff like that. I watched the Umbrella Academy. Did okay. you watch that? I have not. No. That that one's actually pretty I I enjoyed it. But yeah. that that has like time travel sort of situations where there's multiple things happening mm. at once and it alters. And so I don't know if that plays a role but that's I'm, I'm curious about this this movie yeah. in particular because those other ones focus on like that magical aspect of time travel yeah but this one this sounds like it's focusing on characters and relationships yeah and it, and that's just like the the dressing yeah of it yeah, yeah. okay yeah. it's really good um all right so yeah everything everywhere all at once um and then which the title makes sense now to me oh yeah now that right you know now it's that like I know, a, yeah yeah um that's honestly that's probably like the fan favorites uh and it is somewhat annoying like when i look on twitter and everybody's like if everywhere every uh everything everywhere doesn't win every award uh but it's like but there are also so many other good movies oh, yeah. that were nominated oh, yeah. and it's just yeah. like i, I don't want to obviously not everybody's interested in all these movies uh-huh. so i don't want to like be that gatekeeper but i think you know there are also other people who are deserving as well. Mm-hmm. Not that everything everywhere isn't deserving, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, just the whole picture. Um, uh, also uh, nominated, uh, Tar. Uh, T-A-R. Yeah, T-A-R. I think there's an accent over the A. Uh, and know. so it is about Kate Blanchett as a, uh, like, this world-renowned uh, composer-conductor named Lydia Tar, 
uh, and basically just her fall from grace, kind of. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's really fascinating, and there's some really cool directorial choices. Is this like based off something, or is it all? Uh, I th- it's all. I, I don't think there's any truth to it. Is Although, this, is this a music? <laughs> you said a musician. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's it's not a musical, but there is. She's like directing an orchestra and stuff okay. like that. Uh, yeah, it's not based off of anyone in particular, but it is funny to see there are some accounts on Twitter who are like pretending like Lydia Tarr is a real person. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah and just yeah. making jokes and stuff like that. Um, uh, I know Tarr actually just went to Peacock, uh, oh, really? so you can okay. watch it that way. Okay, because um, that's how you watch your Tottenham Hotspurs. It is, yeah. yeah so that's or uh, mooching off of my parents' sling. Okay, um, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Tar is a really good one. Uh, honestly, Kate Blanchett I think is a shoe in for Best Actress yeah. at the Oscars. I'd, I'd be surprised if she didn't take that. Um, but uh, yeah, and then uh, last one uh, is The Fablemans, which is hmm. the Steven Spielberg movie that came out this year. The Fablemans. Yes, uh, it is F A B E L M A N S, uh, and it's like The Fablemans is the last name of the, the oh, family okay. um and so it's like semi-autobiographical uh from steven spielberg mm-hmm. uh basically about his uh not entirely it's not fully biographical but uh just about someone growing up in in like the 50s 60s wanting to you know make movies uh through school but also uh being jewish growing mm-hmm. up in that time mm-hmm. and stuff like that and it's 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 really good. I actually like Steven Spielberg movies are usually a blind spot for me. I haven't seen that many of his movies, uh, but uh, this definitely made me more, you know, inclined to push that towards the top of the list. Sure. So I like go back and and do that. Um, so I don't know if that's on anything yet. I think it's still in some theaters. Uh, yeah, you can buy it digitally, but it's not available to rent or stream anywhere yet. Okay. Um, but once it does, I'm sure it will in the next month or two. I'd be surprised if it doesn't. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a really good movie, and uh, definitely some you know tugging on the heartstrings with the family dynamics and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and also just inspiring to like, yeah, I want to do that too. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's interesting because when you hear Spielberg, you think of war movies. Mm, At least I sure. do. Yeah, yeah, and like in action and stuff, and so yeah. Uh, yeah, honestly, I so I guess this is into my Oscar picks mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, or predictions. I think Steven Spielberg will get Best Director. Yeah. Um, I don't know who should win, but I feel like since people are wondering if this is one of his last movies and it oh, is based true. off of his life, uh-huh. I think actually we know that he's doing another one. But, oh, uh, really? Um, but I, I, I think he might get just the, the popular vote yeah, yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and honestly, I'm still racking my brain for who I want to win Best Picture and what I think will win. I'm sure we'll have um, a show or uh, an yeah. episode about that stuff. Yeah. Um, for those who are so inclined to hear. Yeah. Which actually, I guess we can use this as our segue. Yeah. So because the Oscar nominations came out, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's still some stuff that I hadn't seen. And we had been tossing around this idea of doing like a, a movie book club or whatever. Uh, and so we're finally going to do it and yeah. you're going to watch some stuff with me. Yeah. Uh, do you want to, to give sure. us, Sure, I wrote, I wrote down the name. So yeah. 
this may hopefully we'll say this more than once, but we you'll understand what we're talking about here. So yeah. um, this segment, I oh, should I call it a segment or or something? Uh, it's an experience. It's, it is an experience. Yeah. All right. So this experience is called. Now bear with me. Ah. <clears throat> uh, Super, the super exclusive premium creative dialogue allegiance. Alliance. Alliance. Yeah. <laughs> so let me say that again. Super exclusive premium creative dialogue alliance. And for short, that is. Uh, 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 Sepkada? Sepkada. 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 So when you see Sepkada, get excited. Yeah. And be prepared for homework. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Sepkada, let me one more time. Super exclusive premium creative dialogue alliance now the alliance is everyone who's watched this yes so it's a very super exclusive club yeah so to say and the only way you can get in is by knowing uh, or listening to the show so it's a very very prestigious audience yes Uh, yeah small one could say uh yeah and so uh basically uh i thought it would be fun to take a look at uh, some of the international uh, movies that were nominated. Uh-huh. Uh, and actually one was nominated for Best Picture as well. Okay. Uh, and maybe a documentary to watch as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that we'll watch it and discuss it for yeah. uh, the episode. But then you're also able to send in your own thoughts, questions, whatever. And we'll share uh, them on the show, of course. Yeah. Uh, to SWTD at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, we'll hopefully have a guest on uh, to uh, also talk with us about things. So that's uh, TBD. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, so for uh, this coming episode 63 uh, in mid-February, we will be talking about All Quiet on the Western Front. I'm very excited for this one because this one I've already watched. Yes. I'll have to watch it again. Uh, That was part of the the mishap. Uh, Yes, that was part (laughs) of the mishap. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so we're going to watch that. It's on Netflix, uh, mm-hmm. and... And read the book while you're at it. Sure. Because we had to read it in high school, I think. I or, didn't. Or middle school. I don't but. remember it was in those middle years. But it's a, it, I mean, it's eye-opening. It's, it's a war movie, but it's an anti-war movie. Sure, yeah. Right? It's a, it's completely a war movie. And yeah. that's what the whole movie is. It's, yeah. it's World War One, but it is an anti-war movie. It's, it, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. So, really is yeah so we, we tried to to pick something that is pretty accessible so that you are yeah. able to watch it so that's yeah. why yeah you know this one is nominated i think i i wrote it down when i was uh when we were texting about ideas of what we could watch um it was nominated for best picture best international film uh best cinematography and mm-hmm. a few other th- actually i yeah. think it kind of was nominated for most categories so it was yeah. one that kind of just flew under the radar for that yeah um so yeah so all quiet's on the western front we'll be talking about next time of the show so be sure to watch it on your own time and submit any of your thoughts to mm-hmm. swtd at gmail.com uh and then in uh the episode after that we'll be looking at uh one of the best documentary feature film nominees mm-hmm. uh it's between two we're still figuring out which one we want to do but we'll be sure to to share that at the end of the next episode yeah um so that we can uh get ready to discuss that one uh but yeah i'm very excited uh about sepkida uh <laughs> yep. I, I i just it's always something that i've i thought would be fun to do on the show is just watch stuff together and 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 talk about it and hopefully we can do it more throughout the year as maybe other movies come out mm-hmm. or maybe we can just watch old movies yeah. together i can share a movie 
that I think you should watch or something, because that's also maybe one of my resolutions is, you know, yeah. I talk about all these movies that you haven't seen, but I think you would really like them if you did see them. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, maybe that's my my personal uh, selfish goal. Is uh, it's fine with me. Yeah. I just need that little extra push. Sure. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So be sure to watch All Quiet on the Western Front on Netflix before our next episode and send in your. So you have like two weeks to do that. Uh, yeah. You, yeah. This, you have a while. This is good. This is yeah. So. Uh, I don't know when we're recording, so there would be a cutoff date yeah. uh, to submit your thoughts. So I would be just do that Even ASAP. Next week, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, well, I guess most of this was doing definitely not procrastinating. Do you have anything that you want to share? I, I so it, <laughs> <laughs> there was a so this isn't something that I've watched in probably ten years. But growing up, there was this this show that we, when I, I grew up, we had a certain allotment of TV time we could watch a week. Okay. Most of the time I spent outside playing in the woods with sticks. But there was a show called Rosemary and Time. Have you heard of this? It's a British show. I think so. That sounds familiar. Yeah. So Rosemary, of course, and Time Herbs, right? Yeah. Um, um, But anyways, these are two older ladies who are gardeners. Okay. Okay. And they find themselves... Uh, solving murder mysteries okay. that happen at these places that they're gardening at and stuff. And they just, it's so, it's funny because they they listen to what's going on as like flies on the wall because they're just out there gardening. They're listening and they're piecing together these these stories. It is, now this is again over 10 years since I've watched this. So sure. I'm, I, I can't remember if it's even good at all, but, <laughs> but it obviously left an imprint on me. Now, I don't know if you can even... We used to go to the library to get movies out. That's how we watched our movies. We'd go to the library, get them out, check them out for a couple of days. And this was a series that was always available at our local library. So it's called Rosemary and Time. If you like British... I think it's comedy, but I, I also remember it. It's murder mystery. Sure, so, yeah. And, we're, you know, I'm in, you know, a child. So, <laughs> so uh, Rosemary and Time... Take a look wow. at it. Let me know what you think. Because I don't know if you can even watch them. I don't know if they're anywhere... Uh, watchable unless they're on like discs at your library but I just remember I just remember it distinctly as something we would watch you know mm. weekly when we got the discs from the library <laughs> so do you, can you pull it up on your computer yeah right? it's, it's under premium subscription for BritBox uh, uh, which I think is a yeah. British exclusive streaming service yeah. uh, the Roku channel uh, Roku channel Prime Okay. Uh, that's it's probably one of those like additional subscriptions sure. that you can get through Prime, um, but uh, yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah. It's, it's primarily on. Interesting. I'd be curious to see what you thought, Jacob, <laughs> with your vast knowledge of <laughs> British shows. Yes, I, I famously watch exclusively British British shows. shows. Yeah. Well, if you're interested, I'm sure it'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. And funny. Blast from the past. Just, I like that. Yeah. 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 So cool awesome well hopefully this was fun for you nate and you the listener to mm-hmm. just listen to me drone on about well i'm glad i don't have to hear about you complaining about having a huge <laughs> long list of definitely not procrastinating yeah honestly this is nice for me to have a, it's clean like a slate. weight lifted off yeah. your shoulder yeah. yeah so yeah all right well i am very excited to get into uh our sepkada yeah oh, yeah um but uh, I guess that'll just have to wait for a couple of weeks. We'll have so to wait. We will see you then. See you then.